0: One of the biggest lessons I've learned is to accept mistakes or failures, because the bigger you get, the more you try, the more failures there'll be. So I think that that was a big learning lesson for me, is to realize that failures or mistakes are part of the process and are actually sometimes the best learning opportunities.
1: Welcome everyone to the Ask a CEO show. Ask a CEO interviews bring us inside the corner office and C-suite for discussions with top executives about their journey to leadership and the reality of running their companies today. Our host, Greg Dimetrio, is the CEO of Lorraine Gregory Communications, an award-winning integrated marketing company. He is also the founder of gregscorneroffice.com, the home of the Ask a CEO interviews.
2: Welcome to the Ask a CEO show. I'm Greg Demetrio, the CEO of Lorraine Gregory Communications. And that's my day job. <clears throat> but my fun job is talking to CEOs about their journey to the corner office and what it's like running their companies today. Uh, you'll usually get some really good takeaways from the CEOs as they explain their experience over the years. So today we have a very special guest. Josh Schneps, he's the CEO of Schnepp's Media Company. It's the largest local media company in New York City and New York State. He's a co-publisher, and he's run and grown an ever-widening circle of respected community newspapers, magazines, local websites, and businesses, as well as a number of high-level events through, throughout New York City, Long Island, and even Philadelphia. And they honor the community leaders and business people and bring their stories to the public. There are too many assets that come under, under the Schneps banner to mention, and Josh will go into that a little bit uh, deeper himself. So Josh has followed in the footsteps of his mother, Victoria, who started the company with $250 in the living room of the family's Bayside home. From an early age, he was surrounded by the news and the communications business, and entrepreneurial by nature Josh sought out opportunities in the printed newspaper industry, introduced digital versions, created media products through his own initiative and via acquisitions. He's transformed a printed newspaper business into a media powerhouse. So Josh, welcome to the Ask Your CEO
0: Show. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Great to see you.
2: Uh, it's good to see you again. We haven't seen each other in quite a while. Uh, just just to, to <laughs> now, trigger warning, Josh and I have known each other for about 15, 20 years, yeah. On and off, on and off. We've watched each other grow, watched our companies progress. So this should be a really interesting conversation, because I know a little bit of the backstory, and we're going to try and get that out of Josh today. Thank you. So, <laughs> so Josh, maybe before we could get started, you could give us uh, not only the back, your back, your personal backstory, uh, maybe a little bit of your bio, or thumbnail version, if you don't mind.
0: Yeah, sure. So, you know, I grew up in in the business, in the media business, really the newspaper business. My mom founded a a newspaper, The Queen's Courier, out of our home in in Bayside, Queens in 1985. Um, I was about seven years old when she started the paper. So, you know, I really kind of grew up seeing uh, the the newspaper. You know, my mom's got a great story. Her story is really um, based around community activism. My oldest sister was born mentally handicapped, um, my mom fought, fought for, um, you know, really the rights of those with disabilities um, and was part of, you know, really a whole movement to open up group homes and day programs for people with disabilities and autism. She's a part of Life's Work, which is a great um, and very large nonprofit has group homes and, and an autism center throughout Long Island and, and New York City. Um, so, you know, she really started the paper as an activist, and we've always been focused on community and relationships, really, um, I would say, based on my mom's, like, you know, pioneering thoughts and, and really dedication to the community. And um, at a college, I went to, to college uh, at Indiana University, majored in finance, uh, you know, always thought I was going to be investment banker, which I was at a college. But, you know, it's interesting with all these stories now talking about these Goldman Sachs uh, workers that are working 120 hours a week. We did it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and it was a it was a tough lifestyle. Um, not that hard work is tough, but, you know, um, there were 20 hour work days were, were very common, seven days a week. Um, so definitely burnout. But I really felt that I had no problem with working hard. But if I was going to do it, I wanted to do it for you know, my own company. And I joined my mom really right after 9-11. And at that time, uh, she had the Queens Courier, which she founded and it was serving uh, several different communities in Queens, and she had a health magazine, Healthwise. And I really just got involved from the bottom up um, and started a community newspaper, mm-hmm. created a distribution route, writing, um, taking pictures, going door to door, selling ads, helping with the layout. So it really was a great opportunity to, to dive in and, and learn a business. And, you know, it's been, uh, God, too many years now, right? So,
2: you know, there's a lot of stories about major companies starting in dorm rooms, garages, basements, and you're starting to live in your home in in Bayside. Maybe you could tell us the history of, of how mom got it to the point where you then
0: got involved. Yeah, sure. So, you know, again, my mom decided to start the paper because she was picketing, you um, at uh, the state run institutions. And she realized that nothing was happening until Geraldo Rivera who was a very young at that time broke the story and stayed on the story. My mom was the face. And she really saw the power and impact that the press could have. And at that point in her career, she was a teacher. She was um, uh, a a political assistant um, and she decided to start a paper um based on that feeling of community impact and she partnered with a a political editor who had worked at the daily news so she brought in a partner because she didn't really know anything about the news business um and he had worked at the daily news for many years and was a a talented editor and writer um but my mom you know for many people that know her is huge energy a huge oh my god yes she is you can't keep up with her and after a few years, you know, she bought them out. Um, and, you know, my mom really grew a, a foundation for, you know, a, a great business. And when I got involved, uh, you know, I think it just helped each of us kind of go in different directions, which is great because rather than following each other, we covered more ground. And at that time, we really just started several different publications from scratch. Um and then, you know, slowly we started making acquisitions. Yeah, that, and, was my, that was my next question.
2: You know, you've done many over the years. Was that by strategy or was that just in
0: response to opportunities as they arose? Uh, probably both. You know, we really have been approached in almost uh, all of the acquisitions we've made with people saying, listen, we see the quality of what you do. You know, either, you know, we're looking to sell or retire or move on or can't. Keep up with the expenses of the business because we don't have enough synergies. Um, but you know, uh, all of them have been really, you know, fantastic. And the single greatest contribution has been the fantastic group of people that we have working for us. You know, there are people working for us that came through the acquisitions that we would never right. be able to recruit.
2: You know, we we've done we've done I think four, and we're looking at another one now. And some of them are more difficult than others. So maybe you could touch base on maybe the one that was the most difficult in your mind and the problems that it presented.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't know that there's like one in particular. I think the largest issue with almost all acquisitions is really um, having people, you know, buy into your strategy. And I think the success of our business has been that we're kind of, diverse media company you know it started with a newspaper but we're very invested in our digital business which includes our websites email newsletters social media podcasts webinars etc and that it's not just a, a, a newspaper we have great brands that have strong loyalty in each of the communities that we serve but getting the people to buy into learning new things whether that's digital, or whether that's events, or whether that's anything else that we um, do, a lot of people embrace change and evolving and adapting, and others don't. Yeah, so I would yeah. say that that's probably, you know, in each of the acquisitions, you get amazing people, um, you get people that don't want to change, or you get people that are willing to It just takes time and training and, and continually, you know, uh, giving them advice.
2: So how do, how do you integrate all these different cultures into the schneps way of doing business is there a training program is there uh you know official processes that you use
0: or is it a one-off i wish there was you know it's not probably as organized as it should be but i would say that we have great managers and each manager i would say uh, leads and, and and has training i would say one thing with covid is that we're doing more training now than we ever had because we have about a half dozen different offices, uh, really using Zoom is a great way to get everyone together and do training very easily. You know, we don't have to get a, a hotel um, conference room and have people you know, from different areas drive to get to places. So I would say that the, the level of our communication and level of our training has um, become much more efficient using mm-hmm. Zoom and having you know, everyone together in a room rather than separate teams meeting in an office.
2: Yeah, I mean, I we find that because we're a creative agency, we need to have the physical contact. So we're kind of like on a hybrid mm-hmm. you know, part work from home, part work in the office, because you really need that bounce off sometimes. And it really, it needs to be in person, I think mm-hmm. sometimes, but we I guess we're learning, we're all learning what the new work format's gonna be like. I just want, yeah. I'm wondering what's gonna to happen to all of that office space to big palatial prestigious offices with 300, 400 people in it. We've got 10 now. What's gonna to happen to that real estate?
0: Yeah, I mean, listen, I think it's a big question that a lot of people wanna answer. I, I, I'm sitting in our Brooklyn office, which is in downtown Brooklyn, um, and it's part of Metro Tech, which is a big right. campus of office buildings. And it's, it's quite empty here. Um, But I don't know. I'm bullish. I mean, listen, we're in a pandemic. We're still in it. I think people are going to want to get back to the office. Some people are going to be able to work remote because you're going to be able to recruit people from, you know, other states or other areas that, you know, wasn't efficient in the past. Now it is. But I I think people will get back to working. I mean, I think people want to be out of the house to a certain extent. Some people may want to, you know, work from home. But I think over time, you know, we're still all working from home. Um, and it works fine, but I think in, in, in time, people will come back to work.
2: Yeah, I, th- I agree with that quite, quite wholeheartedly actually, because I think the human nature of people is to be with other people. Yeah. You can't be isolated for too long. So back to your newspaper business. In the newspaper business, circulation is the key, right? So you publish so many different titles and so many different areas. How in the world do you keep a handle on all the numbers?
0: Well, circulation, I mean, it's a job in itself. We have a head of circulation that's his you know, full-time job. We also have invested in, in some great technology um, where each driver um, is tracked. So we know that they've been to the stops that they're supposed to be at, and that's monitored by the head of distribution. Um, it's a great piece of technology because we know if a stop was missed. Um, and you know we also have very loyal readers that will call us if that paper is not delivered when they I re-
2: I remember when we used to mail some community newspapers; they would be on the phone right away. Where's my paper? I didn't get it today. Yeah. Right. But you know
0: we have a lot of controlled distribution. But believe it or not, we publish about we print about six hundred thousand copies a week. Really? So it's a tremendous number. Thousands and thousands of locations. Um, so it's a huge investment for us to print and distribute it. So we're very on top of the distribution. Some of it goes door to door, some of it's mailed, but a large majority of it is in very high traffic locations where people well, can access it. How many
2: titles do you have?
0: I think now it's about 72 between print bless
2: and- Lord almighty, God bless you, young man. God bless you. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to lose the rest of my hair thinking just thinking about that. So I know you've done some digital work, right? So. How have your digital efforts affected your brand? I mean, I know you host your own uh, podcast, which is Schneps Connect, right? Mm-hmm. How is that advancing the branding for yourself and the company? How do you feel that that's fit in with what you guys do?
0: Well, first of all, I mean, you know, Greg, you own your own business. You have to have a little fun every once in a while. So sometimes you just do things as you want to do them right. or you want to try new things and, and, and have fun with it. Um, but for me, you know, I enjoy speaking to people, I enjoy networking, you know, that my mom is the master networker. Um, so, you know, for me, it's really about connecting with people. I call it Schnepps Connects because it's really about talking to leaders. I interviewed everyone running for mayor of New York City, um, heads of industries, heads of uh, business improvement districts, which very interesting to hear from, particularly the ones in Manhattan, how they're dealing with the pandemic um, heads of transportation. So it, it's been fun and it's been informative for me and hopefully the people that listen. Um, and I think people recognize also that we are ahead of the curve. We always try to do um, you know, new things. So like we started doing webinars you know, last April and now we're producing webinars almost on a daily basis. So you know, all over our footprint, which is you know, Long Island all the way through to the East End. Um, New York City, all five boroughs, Westchester County, and, and Philadelphia. So I think for us, it's really also always trying new things. And my, you know, optimism is that we reach more people than we ever have. And that's because we have so many different platforms with the newspaper, with the websites, the email newsletters, the podcasts, the webinars, the live events, and which we will get back to live yeah. events. We're planning. Yeah. Seven live I events. I think everybody,
2: everybody's champing at the bit to get back in groups. Yes. Know, meetings for breakfast meetings for lunch meetings, for you know uh, trade show events and things like that. Uh, well, we'll see. We'll see what happens as time goes by. Uh, but I want to go back to what you said about doing what having fun. So this is my fun. My day job is the CEO Mm -hmm. of Ray Gregory Communications, which is an integrated marketing company. But my passion is talking to CEOs like yourself. You know, as a CEO, you're the head of the pin. and You don't have a boss. But you do need somebody to listen to, somebody to learn from. And I tell you what, Josh, I come away with more takeaways from the CEOs that we talk to. And I implement as many as I possibly can because I'm not the brightest bulb in the pack. So I kind of look forward to doing this periodically. I think I record, what do I do? I do two two a week and that gives me the inventory for the month. So it's really interesting, right? So I really appreciate it. We're gonna take a little break now uh, because we've got to pay some bills and let the sponsor have his say, right? And we'll be back in a moment. So just hang out.
0: The Ask a CEO show is brought to you by Lorraine Gregory Communications. A full service award winning agency where
2: experience matters. Visit them at lorrainegregory.com. And we're back with Josh Schneps from Schneps Media. Josh, I want to recognize uh, the recent award winning extravaganza that you guys have done. Am I right? You received 49
0: awards. Yeah, yeah, through the New York Press Association. It's an association of all the community media in the state of New York. And everybody submits, you know, what uh, for editorial, for art, for sales, and then a different state goes through the nominations and, and gives out awards. Wow. 49
2: though. Is that for individual publications or what yeah. kind of category what kind of categories? You know
0: everything from you know great stories to the best website in the state, QNS.com, to graphic arts and, and design to excellence in advertising. So all different categories. Wonderful. Congratulations. Yeah, we have a great team. We're very blessed to have an amazing team, um, and that's really what makes us. You know, isn't that
2: all? Isn't that what it's really all about? is the team. because there's just too many things for for a CEO to address you need to have good input to make good decisions so you have such a large organization how are you able to integrate the companies you acquired in terms of process pricing back office operation I know you mentioned some technology but where were the hiccups in in growing such a large organization and do they still exist today?
0: Yeah, well, I mean, listen, we know the business, we know the media business, we know the local media business, you know, well, so um, a lot of times, you know, b- before you acquire a business, you may not know everything about their business. So you have to kind of get in there once you own it, because you can only do so much due diligence. So, you know, a, a lot of it is really reliant on the people that we have, and then the people uh, of the, the companies that are joining us. To work together. Um, a lot of it is systems-based, which can be so frustrating um, to pull information out of their system, put it into our system, and then train everyone on it, it takes a lot of patience. And you know, we really have um, up the level of, I would say, technology. So most of the companies that we're working with are not using as much technology as we are. So a lot of it is just training and, and getting people to, to know how to use um, the technology. So I would say that that's probably, you know, you know, the biggest challenge. But again, we have great people from all these companies, and, and they've risen to the challenge. I mean, if you think about
2: 72 titles being individual departments or divisions, to wrestle those cats is, is just a huge, huge undertaking. Uh, because they're, they're you they come to you with different levels of ability and capabilities. And you have to sort that all out, and bring them under the Schnepp's umbrella. So that's a very interesting dynamic. I mean, 72 is a big company,
0: Josh, come on, seriously. Well, we have great people. I mean, you know, it's broken into divisions like you were saying. So some of them are grouped together and they have managers and uh, you know, really talented managers. And we try to be as entrepreneurial as possible. You know, so that way people who are managers can feel that they're running their own business which is, you know, always great because they're, they're thinking and moving quickly.
2: Exactly. So now you you're out you're out more often now than than I remember from the past. So how important do you think your own personal branding efforts for Josh, in connection with Snaps, benefits the company?
0: Yeah, I mean, listen, I think it's always good to have active owners. Do I think it's you know imperative, even really important? Not sure. Um, but I think relationships is what it's all about. So I think getting to, to meet people and let them know who we are, know that we're here to support them in good times and bad, you know, um, is a big part of the business. I mean, having my name out there, I think is, is good. I think people seeing that we're trying new things is probably even more important. Um, but, you know, again, I think, uh, it's really about our people, not really the, the, the CEO or, or the management team necessarily, but it, it's, you know, we're working in cli- in close knit communities. So I think, you know, the, the more people that we get to meet, the better.
2: Right. So Michael Dowling of Northwell says culture eats strategy for lunch, meaning that the organizational health and success depends on the culture that exists. Right. Mm-hmm. How would you describe the culture that you've been able to build and why is it so important to your organization?
0: Well, I think what I said before is we try to be as entrepreneurial as possible, where decisions don't take long to be made, where people can try new things you know, almost immediately, um, where we want people to try new things. You know, One of the biggest lessons I've learned is you know, to accept mistakes or failures, um, because the bigger you get, the more you try, the more failures there will be. So I think that that was a big learning lesson for me is to realize that failures or mistakes are part of the process and are actually sometimes the best learning opportunities. So I think that's where I've like matured a little bit as a manager is recognizing that that's gonna happen. That's okay. And that's, that's sometimes a very good thing um, because it's showing that you're trying things and n- not everything will succeed. Um, so I think that trying to get that culture no matter how much growth we have it, it is critical because media right now is evolving so much, and if you're not entrepreneurial or kind of working like a startup, um, you're you're going to be in real trouble.
2: Exactly, you're exactly you're 100% correct. You know, if you don't change and you don't catch up with the world, you're going to be left in a dust heap, and it's just as simple as that. It's not rocket science. It's you need to show people that you're vibrant, that you're you're forward thinking. That you're uh, utilizing technology, that you're doing all the right things to make your organization better for them.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you that right. it, during COVID, if we did not have, ma- if we had not made the huge investment that we made in digital and our websites, um, we would have been in real trouble during COVID. But because right. we have, you know, 10 million page views a month, you know, it's really opened up the door for us to do a lot of other things during COVID. Right. You know, we get hundreds of people that attend each one of our webinars. It would never happen if we didn't have the digital reach um, in place. Yeah.
2: So you've been growing this company for a while now, and that's very exciting. But with growth comes new challenges every day. So how do you prepare to meet those challenges every day without getting burnt out in such a big organization and such high level of responsibility?
0: I think one of the biggest things that I'm focused on now is is recruiting more, is having, you know, the right people in place. You know, especially by making acquisitions and having different types of companies come together into one. Sometimes you have to fill gaps. And I think, you know, for us, having the right people in place and recruiting people that know things better than, you know, the, the people that are already in place, especially when it comes to technology, mm. because there's a lot that's being learned um, and quickly. Um, i think having the right people in place is really the way to to grow in a in a healthy way and also to be able to support myself and management team to not burn out so i'm hearing that you're not a micromanager
2: that you allow your management team to have flexibility and let them handle
0: a lot of the stuff that used to come up to your level yeah listen i used to be a micromanager cuz i had to be mm-hmm. there were there's no there was no one else there to do it you know, when we when my mom, when I joined the company it was a very small business. It was you know, very tight knit, so you did everything. So it was almost like micromanaging was part of the job when you have to take out the garbage every day. <laughs> I remember. And, and, you know, the other things, you know, it's, so it was hard to learn to grow out of that. Um, but having great people in place that you don't have to think twice, is this gonna get done? Or are they gonna do it the right way? Once you pass that and you have those right people in place, You don't have to be concerned with those kind of things.
2: Yeah, yeah. Then you can can do the strategy and looking over the horizon. What's next? Where are we going to be in
0: three years, five years, 10 years? That's that's the kind of people say say to me, how do you run a business that has these 70 plus media outlets? I said, I think it may have been tougher when it was like four media outlets because I literally had to do everything. Right. Right. so I'm not saying it's there's always upsides and downsides to, to things but I would just say having great people in place in, in different parts of the business is a huge benefit
2: so here's, here's a here's a curveball what does rest relaxation and recreation look like to you
0: well I have two kids I have a five-year-old and an eight-year-old so I would say running around a field with them you know we live in Brooklyn and Williamsburg on the waterfront right. and as much time as we can be you know, outdoors with them, uh, you know, that that's and my wife, obviously, that's, that's the, the, the break for me and, 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 you know, really the joy in life. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. That, 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 that really is the foundation of who we are and what we're about. So, Josh, our audience is made up of CEOs and those on their journey to the corridor office. So in closing, I always ask my guests, what's the best advice you have ever received, either business or personal or
0: both? Well, I think having mentors, you know, I'm very, very fortunate in that I have some people that are super sophisticated business people, great people that, you know, when I run across questions or big decisions that I can pick up the phone and call them, meet them for lunch. um, and, And, you know, they have been fantastic. And I think just having that advice from the beginning is get good mentors people that are, you know, smarter than you are, that have more experience than you have, um, or that just give a completely different perspective, because you don't always have to agree with it. And one of my, you know, top mentors, he he never gives me an answer. You know, he says, I want you to think about it. this is the way I think about it. But there's never like the end answer. Right. It's just things to think about. And, and you know, it's been it's been extremely valuable, and um, you know I probably have two other great mentors who are so you know smart and talented and knowledgeable, and always you know uh, there for me with with uh, questions and advice and encouragement. So you know I think that that is something that I have benefited from dramatically. I'm fortunate that I work with my mom, and she's been a great mentor. But it's great when you have people from the outside who you can rely on.
2: Yeah, we we established a business advisory board maybe 10, 12 years ago, Uh, mix of business owners, professionals, uh, totally different industries. And before COVID, we would have a once a month, we'd have a sit down and we would air out everything, all the dirty laundry, all the good stuff, all the bad stuff. Because why? Because I don't have a boss. I need somebody to put hold my feet to the fire so I get it done. Ideas are great until you execute against them, right? So this business advisory board and mentors are, because <laughs> why do you don't want to go back to them again? And the guy says, what'd you do about that? And you go like, oh, duh, I didn't do anything. You don't yeah. want to do that, right? You want to be proud and you want to say, yeah, I took your advice and this is what we did. And this is how it worked out. Yeah. So, you know, it's really interesting that way. I really appreciate you guys you being here, Josh. Really. Well, it's
0: great you. to see you. And I'm very um, appreciative Thank that you. you invited me. Thank you so I much for have, having me. I have one more little thing that,
2: that I'm going to ask you to, to address to the audience. If you could give them a word of advice, either CEOs or those people on the way to the corner
0: office, what would it be? I mean, I guess at a certain point is that we need to be mentors you know, um, and and be able to encourage people in our organizations and also getting involved in the community. You know, I mean, I'm very, you know, blessed that we have media outlets to be able to connect with the community, but I think being involved, you know, there's a lot of um, big businesses that are not engaged in in the surrounding community. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, the more community engagement, you know, people, especially business leaders can make a big difference. And I think more than, than ever, you know, there's nonprofits looking for board members, they're desperate now for you know support. Um, and I think that getting involved in the community has a lot of benefits.
2: I know that's a very important aspect of your business and we really didn't touch on that too much. But I do know, ladies and gentlemen, that Schneps is a very, very, very supportive organization for all these different communities that they work in, for many of the nonprofits that come to them for help and support. They're just a wonderful organization. And that comes from the top now. Josh is is the person we're talking to today, and maybe one day we'll get Victoria on here and do the same. Uh, But I really wanna thank you so much for being on the show. I'd like to give you the floor and tell the audience how they can get a hold of you, what you have to offer, et cetera, et cetera.
0: Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, for the company, you can learn about us by going to our corporate website, which is schnepsmedia.com. And, you know, we have a lot of the local media outlets that many of you know in Long Island, the Long Island Press. We're celebrating our 200th year anniversary this year. God bless. Um, our most recent acquisition is Dan's Papers out in the Hamptons. We own AM New York Metro in Manhattan. We own many of the local media outlets in each of the boroughs, like the Queens Courier, Times-Ledger, Bay News, Brooklyn Paper, Bronx Times, and a lot of ethnic media. And we host many, many events. Um, But uh, my email is josh, the easy one, is josh, J-O-S-H, at Q-N-S dot com. That's my short email. Yeah, there you go. Uh, You know, would love to hear from anyone. Terrific, Josh. Well,
2: ladies and gentlemen, that's a wrap. So don't miss any of our upcoming Ask a CEO interviews. We have great guests lined up from every industry from all over the world. The video interviews are available on YouTube at Greg's Corner Office or as a podcast on Apple, Spotify, and all of the streaming services. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe, like, share, far and wide. And thank you, and we'll see you next time.
1: That's a wrap on another Ask a CEO interview. We hope you enjoyed the talk. We'd love to hear from you. Visit gregscorneroffice.com, click the Ask a CEO tab, search your favorite listening app, or view on YouTube. Click the subscribe button. And don't forget to like and follow us on Facebook. Until next time, goodbye from Ask a CEO.